You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. So hi, this is Anne-Marie and welcome to another show. I'm so pleased to be able to introduce my guest with you today. So Nalia Kalp is a small business startup expert and she shares her tips and strategies and experiences through some really impressive places including Mashable, Amex Open Forum and the Business Insider just to name a few. Now in 2012 she was named among the top 100 small business influencers by Small Business Trends and has been on KTLA and Fox Small Business Centre discussing small business related issues. Now throughout her career Nellie has formed over 100,000 corporations and LLCs so she has an extensive expertise and information when it comes to starting, protecting and managing your business. Now Nellie herself is a serial entrepreneur. She started her first company in 1997 which was later sold in 2005 to Inuit. Is that how you pronounce it Nellie? Inuit? It's Intuit. Intuit. Okay, there you go. Now, her current company, CorpNet.com, is 100% self-funded. And on today's show, she's going to share how she started her current company, CorpNet.com. And despite being in a busy marketplace, what she does to keep the business thriving, key tips and strategies that you need to know how to start your business. And you'd be quite surprised how easy and inexpensive it can be, how to protect your business, especially when you look at it from the legal side of things, business structures and so much more. So it, it really is an honour to invite and to welcome Nellie to the show. Welcome Nellie. Anne-Marie, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you again for the opportunity. My pleasure. Now you've got an extensive background and expertise and knowledge to share with us. But firstly, just briefly, what made you decide to want to become an entrepreneur and start your own business? I like the flexibility and the idea of being my own boss and getting to work on my own time and balancing entrepreneurship and being a parent to my four children. Wow, that's incredible. I know a lot of our listeners are also parents and many years ago when I first started my own business, I had one child and that expanded to three. So I certainly know what it means when you say being able to juggle your family and and of course the business. Now I know for many ambitious or should I say aspiring entrepreneurs, it can be quite scary thinking about starting their own business. It's a huge leap to take. So as someone who has done that a number of different times and of course you support startup businesses as well. What are some of the things that you want to share with aspiring entrepreneurs about the main logistical items that a new business owner has to do? You know, I think it all boils down to being passionate about what you do and really believing in the products or services that you wish to get out there in the marketplace. And frankly, you know, wanting to start a business providing and marketing those products and services. Mm -hmm. Bottom line is, as an entrepreneur, you have 
to be passionate and you got to be focused and you got to be determined. That's what it boils down to because as an entrepreneur, you have to have the stomach for failure. You know, most oftentimes when you launch a business, you know, it doesn't stick the first time around. I was lucky, you know, with my (laughs) first business and I'm being very truthful here. You know, we never had an exit strategy with my previous company. My husband and I were in law school together and he came up with this phenomenal idea. I backed him up. I supported him and I executed on his ideas and decisions. And our business, you know, soon took off the ground really quickly. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, that's just one instance. Uh, In general, you know, if you want to launch a business, you really have to have the patience, the, you know, perseverance, the passion, the love and really you know, believe in what you do because, you know, you can't make success your goal. You got to really work towards being successful and significant in the marketplace and success will ultimately follow if you're passionate and if you really believe in the products and services that you're about to launch in your small business. Yeah, and I thank you for your honesty and transparency in that way because I know a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs when they start they can become very despondent when they launch their product, they think it's fantastic, they know that you know it can help people and then not many sales and, and they get disappointed And then they look at people such as yourself and other really successful business owners and they think, well, what do they have that I haven't got? What am I doing wrong? But as you said, there are bumps along the road, there are challenges. And when we really harness the passion, the focus and the determination, you get through those bumps in the road, don't you, and those challenges. And it makes you all the more stronger and being able to to continue to, to build your business. Absolutely. I mean, there was, you know, if if you asked me, was there a time when I almost threw in the towel? If I said no to you, it would be a complete lie, you yeah. know? As an entrepreneur, you're always going to have those moments when you just want to throw in the towel. And the key is to step back, regroup, even if it means, you know, to take a day or two off and change your game plan Mm -hmm. because you've got to be reactive. You know, in small business, you have to be reactive and you really have to look at everything so granularly. But if you step back, take a couple of days off, regroup, you'll often find if you're a true entrepreneur, you'll get back into it and you'll change the game plan and you'll step it up and you'll come out even more successful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's so important. And I think from the success stories that we hear and help us to learn and to grow our businesses, we can also benefit from hearing about some of the challenges that other people went through because, let's face it, if we're experiencing challenges, I'm sure that other entrepreneurs and other businesses have as well. And and we can learn from those experiences. Now, thinking about business, I mean, I know some businesses small home-based businesses and that or they may have just a limited amount of products to sell but when should a business start thinking about you know the legal side of things incorporation and things like that I'd love to hear a bit more about what you think what is there a, a right time what sort of triggers and what sort of things should we be thinking of when it comes to incorporation and all of those things with our business Well, the first question is, are you starting a business or are you engaged in a hobby? Okay. And frankly, if your business is making 
any sort of money or if you're doing that or if you're engaging in that certain venture for some sort of profit or any type of profit, then the IRS is going to look at your business as a viable business versus a hobby. And oftentimes, most entrepreneurs and startups think starting a business is so complicated. But the bottom line is, it's really not. You can start a business with my five to six easy steps Mm -hmm. for as little as $49 plus state filing fees. And in fact, we urge you to get help and we urge you to you know, use the expertise of a reputable filing service such as the one we provide here at corpnet.com. Because the truth of the matter is starting a business is the most easiest thing to do. And really, if you have the passion, the vision, the determination and everything that goes with and into starting a business, you can do it in just five to six easy steps with our help and we can make your dreams into a reality. Yeah. Just thinking about that then and that's so important. I know that, you know, someone might be listening thinking, well, you know, I don't really need to do that. But can you just share with people what are some of the pitfalls that they can find themselves in if they don't incorporate? And also, we also have a number of international listeners here on the show. Just very briefly explain what incorporation is as well would be great. Incorporating your business in a nutshell means creating separate legal entity for the business, separate from you as the business owner, creating a corporate shield and protecting yourself as a business owner from the liabilities Mm. of the business. So in a nutshell, a corporation, it becomes its own separate legal entity, having its own directors, officers, with its own federal tax ID number or for purposes of, you know, the layman's terms, its own social security number, it becomes its own natural person, okay? And the benefits of that really when it boils down to it is really liability protection and protecting yourself as a small business owner from the liabilities of the business. God forbid if that business was to be sued or, you know, any type of third party creditors went after that business, they would not come after your personal assets and your savings account, your house, your car. They can only go after what is within the corporation or the LLC. So as a small business expert, I often implore my clients to consider incorporating, you know, when they have a viable business at, you know, even the early stages of the business, because number one, it's going to provide you with that liability protection. And number two, it's going to provide you with credibility because oftentimes other business owners, other clients and vendors are going to more likely want to do business with you if you're a corporation or LLC because in their mind, you've taken the steps and the resources to make yourself legal and official. So in their minds, they're likely to want to do more business with you than somebody who's not incorporated. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, here in Australia, that's very similar to how we have different structures as well. You would have a sole trader. And then if that's the case, if you've got your business set up in a structure like that, then you become liable for every single, you know, creditor or or someone were your business, as you said, God forbid, be sued. And so then you become limited. Now, within 
the US, the incorporation, is that different across state from state to state? Because you talked about, you know, obviously business experts such as yourself offering that service. But if someone is listing from a different state other than where you're located, is it going to be different for them or is it similar throughout state by state? Generally speaking, the process of incorporating a business is filing what are called articles of incorporation with the state office or in the case of a limited liability company, it would be referred to as a document called filing articles of organization. And generally speaking, the filing is very similar in all 50 states with differences in state fees or processing times, but the general filing method is very similar, you know, across the states, across all 50 states. Some states may require more information than others, but typically, you know, filing articles of incorporation or, you know, in the case of an LLC articles of organization, you know, it is done by filing with the Secretary of State's office. And generally speaking, they normally often ask the same set of questions. Some states will be more in depth and want more information, but it's very much, you know, the same process across all 50 states. The only thing that varies is, again, state fees, state processing times, and sometimes filing requirements as to, for example, is it done online? Is it done via paper? But, you know, in answer to your inquiry, it's pretty much very typical across the states. Yeah, no, that's good to know. So what would you say is your number one tip when it comes to the incorporation process? My number one tip is if you have a viable business and if you've been in business and you're dealing with creditors, vendors, and you are likely going to conduct your business and remain in business, my recommendation is definitely consider incorporating your business. And again, the benefits to that are because you're going to create a separate shield and a corporate shield between yourself and the business, you know, protecting yourself from liabilities of the business. It also will add further credibility to your business and more likely will, you know, drum up new business for you. So, you know, as a small business owner, I definitely recommend that. Again, there are different types of types of corporations that a small business owner should look into considering incorporating their business under. For a small business, definitely consider the S corporation if you can qualify to become an S corporation because the S corporation, again, offers a slew of benefits that a general for-profit corporation does not offer, one being, you know, the pass-through taxation feature whereby you're not being taxed at the corporate level, but solely at the individual level. And again, if you can't qualify for the S corporation, then consider looking into the LLC because with the limited liability company, you get the best of both worlds. You not only get the liability protection, but minimal, minimal formalities that, of course, every small business owner loves because as a small business owner, we have a nonstop checklist of things that we have to do every day. So with LLC, you get the best of both worlds with whereas you get that liability protection, but with the minimal formality. So my suggestion to any of you considering incorporating your business is, you know, go to a reputable online site such as the one we provide here at corpnet.com. In fact, we have a great 
business structure wizard that you can see right off from our homepage, which will ask you a series of questions and take you through and provide you with a recommendation as to what the best business structure is for your particular business based on the answers that you provide to the wizard. But it's a great tool and it's online, visible right now. So any of you considering legalizing your business, definitely take advantage of the tool we provide at CorpNet.com. And as I listen to you, I think it's important that, you know, every single business owner really does reach out and get some advice, whether it's speaking to you directly or going to have a look at this tool, which sounds absolutely incredible, because what might be relevant for one particular business owner doing business in, you know, a certain industry may not be relevant for you. And, you know, you mentioned a number of things that, you know, there's benefits that if you have a certain set of circumstances, one way would suit you better than, than the other. And I think in anything, you know, with business, if we're not sure, such as with, you know, with our finances, similarly in the here and our legal structures, we need to reach out and get the support because we don't want to get a certain structure in place and then realise, hang on a minute, it's the wrong one. So um, do you find that if you do get the wrong one or you perhaps sort of think, well, I'm just not going to bother about it, people can really find themselves in, in hot water, particularly if they find themselves in a lawsuit which could have been protected, you know, were they to have been become incorporated. Absolutely. You know, in fact, I write a, uh, oftentimes I'll write the five common mistakes that small business owners make in starting a business. And one of those common mistakes is either not incorporating their business when they should have, or if they have incorporated their business, not setting it up under the correct business structure. So what we've created with this business structure wizard is to alleviate some of the concerns and some of the mistakes that oftentimes business owners make um, because with the business structure you know wizard it was created by attorneys and it was reviewed by CPA so it's covered from all aspects mm-hmm. and generally speaking you know it's a wizard you come in you answer a few pieces of questions and then it spits out what the recommended business structure is based on your answers mm-hmm. and we find that oftentimes business owners really really take advantage and benefit from that because most oftentimes what they're telling us is that, oh, that was, again, the business structure that my accountant or attorney recommended to me. So it's more of a validation for them as well. And it works great. So I definitely implore anybody out there who is thinking of starting a corporation or an LLC to definitely check it out. In addition, you know, at my site, corpnet.com, we have a bunch of great content. You know, I have a small business blog that is updated daily with great content. And, you know, the site itself, we have free guides for incorporating your business, forming an LLC, starting a business filing a DBA. So there is really ample information for anybody who wants to, you know, start a business or is thinking of starting a business and really wants to take the next step and getting their business legal. Mm. You know, often I hear, and you probably hear this too, speaking to a lot of startups and, and businesses who are very young, is that the things that they should spend time on, such as incorporation, such as getting a really really good accountant to, to help you, you know, make decisions about your finances. 
they tend not to do that because it's it's either too hard, they think it might be too expensive, or it's just so confusing for them. But those two things can often be the key things that will get them stuck down the track. I'm a true believer in, look, get this all sorted out before you find yourself in hot water. What would you think about that? You know, Anne-Marie, I feel like you and I are on such uh, the same wavelength because it's so true. There are so many things that oftentimes are overlooked by the small business owner slash entrepreneur when it comes to starting a business. And, you know, I pretty much have lumped them down to about, you know, there's about 10 of them, you know, that come to my mind. But of course, I don't want to go through each and every one of them in detail. But really, when it boils down to is have a business plan, marketing plan, you know, this is an often an area that's overlooked by small business owners, you know, focus on creating a short to the point document that you can easily access and change as needed. But you've got to have a general idea as to where you want to take your business. Mm -hmm. Same again with marketing, you know, you want to make sure there is sufficient budget allocated to a strong marketing plan. And again, you can do this on a shoestring budget. We do it through our engagement, through social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, our blog, the monthly newsletters. But that's one of the areas that's often overlooked. And then, you know, when a small business owner really is ready to open up shop, select a business name. Make sure you select that business name because that business name identifies your business to the outside world. It's your branding. It's your image. So it's critical. And it's often the most exciting step for entrepreneurs. So you got to select that business name and you got to make sure it's available before you start printing up those business cards and letterheads. Can I just jump in there and just ask you something, Nellie? Often what will happen here in Australia, and I'm not sure if it's similar over there in the US, but people will tend to, they're just starting the business you know what I'm just going to call it my name so they use their own name do you have any thoughts on that about because you were just talking about you know your business becomes your your brand so to speak but if your business is more of an extension of you you know your products and services that and later on down the track you talked about succession planning too just how wise is it to have your business name as your own name particularly if you want to look down the track at, at maybe selling the business It's a case-by-case scenario, you know. If truly you are the brand and you are the service and you are what is selling, then I don't potentially see any problem with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, the other side of it is the fact that, you mean, you're opening yourself to the whole liability aspect of it because you're now not doing business under a fake business name or a fictitious business name. So there's not this shield or added layer of privacy. So, you know, if you are doing business and if it is a viable business and you are conducting business with the outside world and God forbid, you know, if you get sued, they're going to come after you. But then again, the other side of it is that even yourself, if you're doing business under your own name, you can get your name legalized and incorporated by just incorporating your own name as the name of the business, which oftentimes most entrepreneurs do. And if you do that, then again, you have that corporate shield and liability protection. But it truly is a case by case scenario. And We do see some entrepreneurs do it. And if you're telling me in Australia, it's more common, then if that's the case, 
I would say incorporating the business becomes even a more important step mm. in the business startup process. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important. And thank you for sharing that. So, I mean, we've spoken today about some really important things. And if you're listening today and you have not yet incorporated your business and you're umming and ahhing about it or you're not too sure, I really implore you, go and visit Nellie's site. And in a moment, I'll get her to share the, the address again because you do not want to find yourself staring at a letter where someone is suing you because you haven't incorporated and you haven't protected your assets and so forth. So very, very important. So Nellie, again, what is the web address that people can find out more information from you and get hold of that great wizard you've spoken about? You can definitely visit us online at www.corpnet.com. And again, if you'd like to personally reach out to me, I will definitely make sure that your business gets taken care of and you're directed to the correct person. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can do so by emailing me to info at corpnet.com. And again, I will make sure that your business is started correctly and legally and that you are directed to the appropriate person who can assist you with any and all of your inquiries. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Nelly. I think this is a topic, as I said before, that can confuse a lot of people, but what you've done is you've broken it down into non-legal speak, as they say, and really you know, helped us to be able to understand what the benefits would be, how we can do that, and of course, more importantly, how we can get access to, uh, to the wizard to make it even more simplified uh, for us. So again, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. This is Anne-Marie with today's inspirational tip. And as always, it's a tweetable, so you can share it with your community. Been putting something off that's blocking your business's growth? Commit to taking action on it this week at Anne-Marie Coach. And I think this message follows on beautifully from what Nellie was talking about when she mentioned that some businesses don't incorporate themselves when they really should to protect themselves from liabilities and can often find themselves in hot water down the track. So take some time today. Maybe you've been meaning to incorporate and not yet gotten around to it. Make sure that you do something about it today. Or perhaps there's something else in your business that you've been putting off. And really, if you're honest with yourself, it's costing you money or it's costing you from building your business and taking it to the next level. Commit to taking action on it this week so that you can cross it off your to-do list. You've taken action on it and uh, it's certainly going to enable you to put your focus, attention and energy on business growth activities. So hope that was helpful for you. If you like today's show, then go ahead and share it with your community and we'd love you to pop across to iTunes and leave us a review and let us know what you think about the show. I really appreciate it. And as always, till we meet again, stay inspired, stay brilliant and have a fantastic week. This is Anne-Marie. been listening to the ambitious entrepreneur show do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs both nationally and internationally i invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com that's be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.